Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar. This is going to be uh, episode 38. Uh, we're in Holy Week. This is the Tuesday readings of Holy Week. Okay. Uh, entrance Antiphon is from Psalm 27. Do not leave me to the will of my foes, O Lord, for false witnesses rise up against me, and they breathe out violence okay one more time psalm 27 do not leave me to the will of my foes O lord for false witnesses rise up against me and they breathe out violence almighty and ever-living god grant us to celebrate the mysteries of the lord's passion that we may merit to receive your pardon through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Okay. And now uh, let's do the uh, act of contrition. In the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, what I have done and what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, and all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray with me and for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kiri elision, kiri elision, kiri elision. Christe elision, Christe elision, Christe elision. Kiri elision, kiri elision, kiri elision. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Amen. In the name of God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay. So let's begin. Okay. The first reading is reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah 49, chapter 49, 1 to 6. I will make you a light to the nations that my salvation may reach the ends of the earth. This is the second oracle of the servant of the Lord. Hear me, O islands. Listen, O distant peoples. The Lord called me from birth. From my mother's womb he gave me my name. He made of me a sharp-edged sword and concealed me in the shadow of his arm. He made me a polished arrow in his quiver. He hid me. You are my servant, he said to me, Israel through whom I show my glory. Though I thought I had toiled in vain and for nothing, uselessly spent my strength yet my reward is with the lord my recompense is with my god for now the lord has spoken he formed me as his servant from the womb that jacob may be brought back to him and israel gathered to him and i am a glory i i am made glorious in the sight of the lord and my god is now my strength he is too little, he says, for you to be, it is too little, I'm sorry, he says, for you to be my servant, to raise up the tribes of Jacob 
and to restore the survivors of Israel. I will make you a light to the nations that my salvation may reach the ends of the earth. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. One more time. Hear me, O islands. Listen, O distant people. The Lord called me from birth. From my mother's womb he gave me my name. He made of me a sharp-edged sword and concealed me in the shadow of his arm. He made me a polished arrow. In his quiver he hid me. You are my servant, he said to me, Israel, th through whom I show my glory. Though I thought I had toiled in vain, and for nothing, I, to I, to I, I, I thought I had toiled in vain, and for nothing, uselessly he spent my strength. Yet my reward is with the Lord, my recompense is with my, is with my God. For now the Lord has spoken who formed me as his servant from the womb, that Jacob may be brought back to him, and Israel gathered to him. And I am made glorious in the sight of the Lord, and my God is now my strength. He, It is too little, he says, for you to be my servant, to raise up the tribe of Jacob and restore the survivors of Israel. I will make you a light to the nations that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth the word of the lord thanks be to god psalm 71 i will sing of your salvation in you o lord i take refuge let me never be put to shame in your justice rescue me and deliver me incline your ear to me and save me I will sing of your salvation. Be my rock of refuge, a stronghold to give me safety. For you are my rock and my fortress. O oh my God, rescue me from the hand of the wicked. I will sing of your salvation. For you are my hope, O oh Lord, my trust, O oh God, from my youth. On you I depend from birth. From my mother's womb, you are my strength. In you I will sing of your salvation. My mouth shall, decla shall declare your justice day by day, your salvation. O oh God, you have taught me from my, from my youth. Until the, until the present, I proclaim your wondrous deeds. I will sing of your salvation. Okay, one more time. Um, it's Psalm 71. I might have said 77. It's Psalm 71. I will sing of your salvation. In you, Lord, I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your justice, rescue me and deliver me. Incline your ear to me and save me. I will sing of your salvation. Be my rock of refuge, a stronghold to give me safety. For you are my rock and my fortress. O oh my God, rescue me from the hand of the wicked. I will sing of your salvation. For you are my hope, O oh Lord, my trust, O oh God, from my youth. On you I depend from birth. From my mother's womb, you are my strength. I will sing of your salvation. My mouth shall declare your justice. Day by day your salvation, O oh God, you have taught me from my youth. 
Until the present, I proclaim your wondrous deeds. I will sing of your salvation. Okay. Verse before the gospel. Hail to you, our King, obedient to the Father. You were led to your crucifixion like a gentle lamb to the slaughter. Okay, a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John, chapter 13. One of you will betray me. The cock will not crow before you deny me three times. Reclining at the table with his disciples, Jesus was deeply troubled and, tes and testified, Amen, amen, I say to you, one of you will betray me. The disciples looked at one another, at a loss as to whom he meant. One of his disciples, the one whom Jesus loved, was reclining at Jesus' side. So Simon nodded to him to find out whom he meant. He leaned back against Jesus' chest and said to him, Master, who is it? Jesus answered, It is the one to whom I hand the morsel after I have dipped it. So he dipped the morsel took it and handed it to Judas, son of Simon the Iscariot. After Judas took the morsel, Satan entered him. So Jesus said to him, What you are going to do, do quickly. Now none of those reclining at the table realize why he said this to him. Some thought that since Judas kept the money bag, Jesus had told him, Buy what we need for the feast or to give something to the poor. So Jesus took the morsel, left at once, and it was right. It was nighttime. When he had left, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and he will glorify him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little while longer. You will look for me, and as I told the Jews, where I go, you cannot come. So now I say to you, sorry, where I go, you cannot come. So now I say it to you. Simon Peter said to him, Master, where are you going? Jesus answered him, where I am going, you cannot follow me now though you will follow me later. Peter said to him, Master, why cannot, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Jesus answered him, Will you lay down your life for me? Amen, amen, I say to you, the cock will not crow before you deny me three times. The Gospel of the Lord. Amen. So, the first reading we have <clears throat> it's um basically it's from isaiah and it describes the messiah god's messiah hear me o islands listen o distant people the lord called me from birth from my mother's womb, he gave me my name. He made of me a sharp-edged sword and concealed me in the shadow of his arm. Basically, 
right there the way I understand it. Concealing me in the shadow of his arm, he made me a polished arrow. In his quiver, he hid me. All right, this first part, this first part here. Hear me, O islands. It's talking about the Gentile nations. Listen, O distant peoples, Gentile nations. The Lord called me from birth, and from my mother's womb he gave me my name. The Incarnation. The Word became flesh in the womb of the Blessed Mother, the Blessed Virgin Mary. He made me a sharp-edged sword, the Word of God. Christ is the Word of God. Christ is the Word incarnate. Concealed me in the shadow of his arm, he made me a polished arrow. In his quiver he hid me. Basically, here's the thing. No one knew what God, what God's plan was. No one knew that the Word will become flesh, that the second person of the Trinity would be born of a virgin. The Word of God made incarnate, the Word that will go out to distant lands, to distant people. No one knew this would happen. Okay, you are my servant, he said to me. Christ. Christ made himself, hum, humbled himself, made himself a servant, a slave, a servant to the Father. Israel, through whom I show my glory, though I thought I had toiled in vain, and for nothing uselessly spent my strength, yet my reward is with the Lord, and my, my recompense is with my God. For now the Lord has spoken, who formed me as a servant from the womb. Going back to the incarnation. And, you know, it's very, it's very beautiful when you, when you read this. That Jacob may be brought back to him, and Israel gathered to him. And I am made glorious in the sight of the Lord. Again, it's talking about Christ. And my God is now my strength. It is too little, he says, for you to be my servant, to rise up the tribe of Jacob and restore the survivors of Israel. I will make you a light to the nations, Christ, that my salvation may reach the ends of the earth. So, yeah, so this is basically talking about Christ. This is talking about the Incarnation. This is talking about the Gospel going out to the four nations of the earth. And it makes sense. You know, it's... It's beautiful. And it is... You know, this is... We have to realize that how much God has how much God loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Everybody often thinks that God is so far away, that God doesn't care, that God doesn't seem to pay attention. Wasn't, why doesn't God do anything? You know, people have been saying that for centuries. And for centuries and centuries and centuries, and what happened, it's just honestly... 
just trust trust God God is God does do it. he does something we just have to surrender ourselves we have to surrender ourselves he doesn't want to take away our freedom our free will he refuses to take away our free will because by taking away our free will we're no longer human and we then we don't love freely there's a lot of people now in the world that you know, particular people who don't think human beings or don't even think free will is is true. And it's dangerous when you think that way because you're going to reduce the human person to, to nothing, to something meaningless. And that's dangerous. This is what people have been wanting to do for centuries. We have free will. And our free will comes from God. Our free will reflects God. But we also have to realize that with our free will comes consequences for our actions. And this is, this is where free will and wisdom and humility comes in. This is where it all comes in. And we have to remember that. You know, I was listening to one of these... This Israeli philosopher claims to be a philosopher. He's actually a scientist. And he actually said that the human person, there's no such thing as a soul. That the, the soul doesn't exist. And that free will is an illusion. And that there is no God. Yet, he's a homosexual. He, he admits that his philosophy is influenced by his homosexuality. His, you believe that? I mean, that's, he's admitting that. He's admitting that his philosophy is shaped by his sexuality, his homosexual lifestyle. And he doesn't, he thinks that, that the next stage of evolution is going to be merging the human person with AI artificial intelligence and that it will that is the next stage of evolution that you can probe and hack the human mind <laughs> he's going that far to admit that wow amazing so you see he's reducing the human person to just a creature creature and he does see the human person as a creature but he doesn't see the human person as unique and beautiful but it's all about pleasure so he has a very heathenistic view about life and he thinks that God was created by rabbis and priests very convenient for him for his uh, for his philosophy and his lifestyle but that to me shows the weakness of his of his argument and his inhumanity his 
contempt for the human person. It's That's how I see it. And to me, it means nothing because no one's going to buy it. There'll be people that will. No, I mean, I should, I should take that back. There will be people that will, that would find this very convenient for him. But I'm going to say it will not prevail. It will not prevail. There's too many people in the world. You know, there's too many people that that will not see the world reduced to his evolutionary thinking. There's too many people that believe in beauty. There's a people, too many people that believe in truth. It doesn't look like it, but it's, but it's true. And there's too many people who I think also love Tolkien. Because Tolkien, you know, I love the way he... I was listening to a young woman, and she was viewing his Catholicism and how it influenced his mythology how his theology gave birth to his mythology. Fantastic. And Tolkien did a fantastic job. She quoted Thomas Aquinas. She brought up the Catholic doctrines and dogmas about creation and about angels, about God, and about the Eucharist. She brought up all that stuff, and it showed me how much, You know, from an intellectual standpoint and from a theological standpoint and from a religious and spiritual standpoint, that to me shows a lot of hope. This other person, this Israeli, is is it's nothing. It means nothing. Then we come to John's gospel. Here Jesus warns his apostles that someone's going to betray him. And here we have <laughs> the the evening of the Last Supper. The Last Supper. And we have Judas. Yes, Judas Iscariot. A warning for all of us. A warning not to reduce our faith to something materialistic. Not to reduce our faith to to the viewpoint of the world. That's what Judas did. Judas himself did not, did not see Christ. He did not understand Christ. His heart didn't understand Christ. His mind wasn't open to Christ. His soul wasn't open to Christ. Can't, can't be reduced to this. It's impossible. You cannot reduce it to something like this. Jesus is real. Our Lord is real. The faith is real. And we have to go beyond... Beyond the material world. And when I mean my material world. Now I'm not just talking about creation. I'm talking about the materialism that blocks our relationship with Christ. Such as the way Judas 
put his hands out for just 30 pieces of silver. And the way Judas let his mind, maybe his his mind be, be dominated by politics. You have to go beyond it. Yeah, we have to realize that our thinking and our our thinking and, and the things that influence and surround us, we have to be careful. So it's, politics is a religion. Materialism, just thinking that the physical world is all that there is, especially the materialism that comes, that it really influences our thoughts, such as politics and the money and power that comes with politics can block our relationship with God, can prevent us from seeing God, from prevent us from hearing Christ. We have to look deeper. We have to realize that Christ wants us to look deeper and aim higher. Okay, I'm going to end it here. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made for us men, and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. And by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day. In accordance with the scriptures, he ascended into heaven and a seat at the right hand of the Father, he will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Saint Michael, the archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wild wickedness and attack of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. Now, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen.